Welcome to Tice Talks, where we discuss all things faith and family. We're really excited about this episode because it's a question that is on a lot of people's minds when they start searching the scriptures and they start questioning, well, what about this? And what about this? It's just a really tough question, but there are biblical answers. Yes. The question is this. If somebody has never heard the name of Jesus, are they condemned? Are they unable to, are they going to go to hell? If they've never heard the name of Jesus, does God still condemn them to hell? I've had that question along with the question is how in the world can we really know what, that there's a God. And so we're going to answer both of those questions today because I think it's so, so important. And people, sometimes they ask, ask them those questions sarcastically and sometimes right. in, in sincerity. And so we want to answer the question for those who really are asking that question in sincerity. Is there, is there another way for someone to get to heaven if they've never heard the name of Jesus. I think a lot of people ask it in sincerity when they are young, 13 and 14 and 15 year olds, and then parents don't have answers because they're like, oh, I don't know. I I never thought about this. And so that's what this episode really is for, because I've talked to both the skeptic of, oh, yeah, prove me, prove to me that God exists, you know, that way. And you think, I look, I'm not here to convince you. I can tell you what the Bible says, but I'm not going to sit here and convince you what what is right and what's wrong. But then I've had my, my own children ask things like this because they read the Bible and they study it. And then they start thinking, oh, well, what about what about when you went to Peru? What about these people here that, you know, they're in a tribe and they've never even they've not even come out of their tribe. What about those people? I was in Mexico. We came down this long road. It's a six-hour drive on a bus. Got off the bus at, at midway in this little village, and we stopped there because there was a public restroom that was there so everybody could go. And it, I mean, it's way out in the middle of nowhere. That's a rarity in Mexico, guys. It, it was not really. It's <laughs> yes. not what you think of a public restroom here. It was just a place where you could go yes. to a hole in the ground. Anyway, we stopped there, and I'm walking down this this little village town. I walk walk by a side street, a tiny little street, and I still have this picture of this little girl sitting on a a stone or a a brick. Maybe it was a little tiny chair outside of the door of her little house. And there she was with a little raggedy dress on. Hmm. And I thought, who's going to tell her about Jesus? How is she ever going to hear about Jesus? I was thankful for the missionaries that we were with who were there to tell people about Christ. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 10, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But then the next verse says, but how shall they call in on him in whom they have not heard? Hmm. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they be sent? Now, these verses should break our hearts and make us want to send missionaries Hmm. uh, around the world. But it's been 2,000 years since Jesus came and left. And what we need to do is we need to be busy sending missionaries all over the world. But what about those who never get a missionary? What about those who Hmm. never have the opportunity of hearing 
the gospel message. I love that it actually, the Bible does address that. Yeah, it like does. Like it's telling, and that's, I, it's, that's, I think people that are the cynic are trying to come up with questions that they think you're not going to be able to answer, but the Bible clearly answers it. Yes. Now, the, the truth of the matter is I have, there are good people that I've heard try to say, well, God's going to give them another way. There's a, there's people who don't know the truth and God's going to make another way. But that flies in the face of Scripture. So we want to look at five things. Number one, we want to see what Jesus said. Jesus said this in uh, John chapter 14, verse 6. He said, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Along with that, he said, no man cometh unto me, unto the Father, but by me. That is abs- that's the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ quoted in the Word of God. Mm. So if I believe the Word of God, and then I believe that Jesus it tells the truth, he said, no man, no man comes unto the Father. That is, no one in mankind, not, not anyone can get to the Father except through him. So we have to we have number one the witness of Jesus, number two, we have the witness of uh, Peter in Acts chapter twelve. He's standing before the crowd of 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 skeptics, and he says this: "Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved." Now, I got to ask myself, is that the truth, or is he just talking about no other men that haven't heard the Bible truth, or no, no like, other... Like, oh, men. I forgot there's going to be people that haven't yes. heard of me, as, oh, yeah, as, <laughs> as yeah. if Jesus yeah, yeah, as doesn't if Jesus know Jesus right. d- didn't know what was going on. Well, I, I, this is on the authority of Jesus and the authority of the inspiration of Scripture, and on the authority of Peter, who was very close to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, no, there's no other way to get to heaven, period. There is no other way to get to heaven. Hmm. So how do I get to heaven? I come to Jesus. I admit that I'm a sinner. I recognize that he died for me, that he was buried, that he rose from the dead for me. I call on him. I ask him to save me, and he gives me eternal life. Well, how do I find out about that? Here's the third thing. God has given his word to this world. He came into the world to give us his truth. He, he came to this earth. He died. He cared. Does God care about the entire world? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He loves every person in the world. Mm-hmm. He has, therefore, made a way for everyone to get to heaven. So what's the, what, what, what has he done? Well, he's given us his word, first of all. His word, I was, I was walking down the street one day. In fact, I was out door knocking with, with Faith, mm-hmm. um, my second daughter. I was, I'm walking. We're just going door to door, inviting people to church. We were in a small cul-de-sac, and we came around, and as, as we were coming from door to door, I saw a lady and two men standing out under a great big fruitless mulberry tree out in front of their uh, 
in front of their house. This was an older neighborhood in Las Vegas. There's these fruitless mulberry trees that are old, and they're huge. So she was standing out underneath that tree, and these two men, they were talking, and and uh, we're just going door to door and finally get around to where they are, and they're watching us, wondering who we are. So I walked up, and I handed a gospel track uh, to, I said, hey, my name's Dave Tice. This is my daughter, Faith, and we're just out inviting people to come to church. I'd like to give you an invitation. I gave it to him, and the lady said, man, it's funny that you should be here, that you should come here uh, today uh, because we were just talking about how in the world you can prove there's a God. Is there any way to prove hmm. there's a God? Can you answer that question? And I said, yeah, there's three ways. Absolute, absolute positive assurance that, that there is a God. And she said, well, what's that? I said, well, number one, I said the Bible. She said, what do you mean? I said, the, the Bible uh, is the Word of God. God has given us His Word through people. She said, well, how can I know that I trust the Bible? I said, here's the deal. These men that wrote the New Testament, particularly, these men who wrote the New Testament wrote it saying that Jesus was God. They said that He died and He was buried and that He rose from the dead and He was seen by hundreds of eyewitnesses. And they were willing to write these things down and die for what they wrote. And I said to her, I said, people don't die for something that they know is a lie. Mm. I said, this book, and I had a New Testament with me, I said, this book we call the Bible is absolutely authentic, and we know it because people died, being willing to die for what they said they saw. So first of all, we have the Word of God. The Word of God has proven itself over many years. I, the Word of God has... It's has, historically has, accurate. Has, it's scientifically accurate. accurate. Mm-hmm. It's archaeologically accurate. And every test, it has proven itself. It's survived when, when kingdoms have tried to totally destroy it and burn it and get it rid of it. It's still surviving. And so you have, you have the number one, you have the Word of God. But what about those who don't have the Word of God? And that's what we're talking about specifically mm-hmm. today. What about those who do not have the Word of God? Well, the Bible says this. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 19, the, the Bible says that the whole world is without excuse because, Romans 1, 19 says, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath shown it unto them. Now, what does that mean? Jesus said this in John chapter 16, and this is so key. Jesus said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, talking about the Holy Spirit coming, it's expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And listen to what he says the Holy Spirit's going to do when he comes. And when he is come, he will reprove, that's a King James word for convict, he will reprove or convict the world of three things, of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the prince of the world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now, howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, that's the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, 
and he will show you things to come. If we go to the book of Acts, that's the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was fell on that day. From that day on, every person that has ever been born has been convicted by the Holy Spirit of God at some point in their life that they're sinners, that there's a righteous God, and that judgment's coming. I looked at that young lady, and I asked those two men. I said, have you ever been convicted or ever felt guilty because you did something wrong? (laughs) And they said, well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I said, you know what made you feel guilty? The Holy Spirit of God, Jesus said, was going to come into all the world and convince everyone in the world of three things, that you're a sinner, that there's a righteous God, and judgment's coming. In Romans chapter 1, verse 19, Paul says, there's a witness with inside of us, that's the Holy Spirit of God, that convicts every man that they're a sinner, that there's a righteous God, and that judgment's coming. Now, when you're convicted of that, anyone in the world, doesn't matter if you're in Las Vegas, Nevada, Washington, D.C., or in New Guinea, in a, in a tribe way out in the woods, everyone in the world has been convicted by the Holy Spirit that they're a sinner, that there's a righteous God, and that judgment's coming. God didn't leave this world without a witness. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world or what you know or if you've heard the name of Jesus or you haven't heard the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God has convicted you Hmm. that you're a sinner, that there's a righteous God, and that judgment's coming. I call that the bad news. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bad news is you're a sinner, there's a righteous God, and judgment's coming. Everyone knows that. And I asked those three people there, well, yeah, I know there's a, I know that, yeah, I know that I've done wrong and I know, and yeah, and you know too that judgment's coming mm-hmm. and that there's a God that's going to judge you. You know that instinctively because the Holy Spirit of God has put that inside of you. So that is, that's the second witness. You have the witness of the Word of God. And number two, but you have the Holy Spirit. Everyone, doesn't matter if you've never had a Bible, you've got that. The third thing is this in Romans chapter 1. And and verses 20 through 24, the Bible says this. I love this. It says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. What is that? Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. God says, look, you you have the Holy Spirit of God, Hmm. and then you have the creation. That's the third witness. You look around you, you can't look around and say, or you have to be foolish. The Bible says the fool has said in his heart there is no God, Psalm, 9, Psalm 14. The fool said in his heart there is no God. You have to be absolutely a fool. You have to be without sense is, is, is what that word means hmm. to say there is no God. So you have the witness of creation that says this had to come from somewhere. This had to come from somewhere. All of this creation was uh, didn't just pop out of nothing. You have to be a fool to believe in evolution. You have to be a fool to believe that this, all of this just came from nothing and that the perfectness of the bodies and all that's around us, the tree. In fact, I looked at that lady and I said, see that tree? I said, that witnesses that there's a God hmm. and that he's here for you. And it doesn't matter if I'm in Africa or Asia, or Washington, D.C., or New Guinea, or any other place, or any part of the world, Hmm. I have the creation that says there is a God. Now, 
if I respond to that, when, when the Holy Spirit of God tells me, there's a God, you're guilty, and you're going to answer to him, and then I look around and I say, yeah, obviously there's a God, if I respond to that properly and say, yes, I believe that, what am I going to do? And I cry out to God and say, God, I believe that. I'm guilty. What do I do? I believe, according to this passage, that God will send somebody to you to Mm. tell you about Jesus. And it doesn't have to be because you live in America or England Mm. or some other first world nation. You can be in a third world nation away with with no way to get in touch with anybody. And we've heard that from missionaries. Yes. We've heard stories about they, they go into a tribe of totally unreached and then they find out people will say, We have been we have been asking God for you to come here. We've been praying and asking. They didn't even know who they're asking. They're just God, please send somebody. And the missionary tells them his name is Jesus. And, and they trust Christ yeah. as their Savior. Boom. It happened here at our church. You had a, before there was any, it was all dirt out here before. I love this story. I remember hearing it as a 10-year-old little girl. Yes, and Keith was walking mm-hmm. through the desert Because this is before dog. our building was here. Yes. We had a church, but it was a rented facility about a few miles away. And it was all dirt. We purchased this property. Not even and it a t- road. It took us a, a year or so to even get out here. No road to even get out here. And there's a man uh, who walked in this desert lot for years. And uh, he said one day, Lord, if there's really a God, please let me know. I want to do what's right. Yeah, I, show I me know, a sign. Show me a sign, he said. <laughs> The next day, he walked through this property, and he saw the sign, Liberty Baptist Church. Future said, home of Liberty Baptist Church. <laughs> he said, you're kidding. This, this, so he had to wait for Liberty Baptist Church to be built. <laughs> but he asked God, and God provided. Yeah, because he was open and honest and genuine with God. So I believe this. I believe there's only one way to get to heaven. Jesus said it. Paul, a Peter, confirmed that. We have the Word of God that's, that declares that. But what about the person who's never heard? The person who's never heard has been convicted by the Holy Spirit that there's a, they're sinners, hmm. there's a righteous God, and judgment's coming, and they have the witness of creation. If they receive that, God, the Father, will draw them. In fact, Jesus said this in John chapter 6, that no one comes unto me unless the Father draws them. The Father will draw them to Jesus, and Jesus... If you get if they get to Jesus, Jesus said, "In no way will I ever cast you out." This is great. These questions, I think, are so very important um, because a lot of times in our culture, there there's books now about how we are just losing the teenagers. You know, they're totally gone. They're they're gone before you realize they're gone. They you know they're still at church because they have to be, but they're gone. But I think that you helped growing up sidestep. I have a friend who, who teaches the origins class at PCC. She's, um, she's a doctor out there, and she's an amazing communicator. And she said, Charity, the, the people that come, their stage of life, they're still questioning is their faith, everything. Here they are at Bible college, and they're 19 years old because they've never had answers to these kinds of questions. 
And she teaches the origins classes that teaches, hey, this is what we believe of what God's doing. I remember learning this, you teaching me specifically, they are without excuse, those passages. And it was so satisfying to me because that came to my mind as a teenager. So you as a parent, if you want to help your kids' faith so they're not shaken at 20 years old and think, is God really real? Does the Bible actually discuss this? Sit down and listen to these questions with them. Listen to the podcast with them or sit down, take some notes from the podcast. You'll be able to actually get this podcast and all of our other podcasts that we're doing in a series of uh, tough questions with biblical answers. You'll be able to get this on our website um, so you can actually read through this with your teen, with your child, so then they know their answers because we want our kids to not just, because they don't, our faith isn't just transferred. We have to teach them this is what we believe. They have to learn it and then they have to choose what they believe. But when you have the biblical answers for the tough questions, it makes it easy. To believe. That's exactly right. So thank you. This was such a great help, Dad. Thank you so much for this. I'm so glad that we were able to do this. Remember, this is Tice Talks. And it's more than a conversation.